Today is Tuesday, November 3rd. The title for our devotional is You Are Salt, Part 2. Matthew 5:13 says, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. Yesterday we looked at the analogy of salt, what it means and how Christians are called to be salt. We saw that Christians are called to engage with the culture by expanding human flourishing as God defines it, working to prevent the decay brought about by sin, and disinfecting our communities from the effects of evil. Mere cultural engagement, however, is not enough. Achieving the ends of purifying, preserving, seasoning is not all we are called to do. We are called to achieve these ends by being the people Jesus called us to be, as we talked about last week. Jesus gives us both the means and the end. We are not free to determine the means by which we accomplish those ends. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is telling us who his followers ought to be. And as we saw last week, it is through these people Jesus is bringing about his kingdom. Therefore, we must first be the people Jesus has called us to be. We cannot pursue the ends of Jesus by neglecting the ways of Jesus. As an example, we cannot purify the culture while hating our brothers and sisters in Christ. See Matthew 5:22. Lying. See Matthew 5:34-37. Getting even with those who have wronged us. See Matthew 5:39-42. And hating our enemies. Matthew 5:44-45. To engage in those types of sins of the heart reflect that we are not people who have been changed by Jesus. This is not the means by which Jesus has called us to change the culture. As we have seen throughout this series, that is Adam and Eve before the tree in the garden, human society at the Tower of Babel, the Israelites receiving the covenant at the base of Mount Sinai, we cannot achieve the ends of God, in those instances gaining the knowledge of good and evil, bringing God's presence down, without regard for the means of God. The story of history is the story of humanity falling into this way of thinking, this trap, that they can achieve the ends of God in a more efficient way than following the ways of God. So we are called to be useful to the culture and to do so by following the ways of Jesus. There have been many different postures that Christians have taken in relation to the culture in the past. Tim Keller talks about four of them. One is purity from. Two is defensive against, three is relevant to, and four is faithful presence within. The calling of Jesus for his followers to be salt in the world excludes the purity from and defensive against concepts of Christians' engagement with the culture. To be salt, we must be a part of the culture instead of retreating from it, as the purity from implies. We must also be committed to making culture better by preserving it from the effects of sin, promoting human flourishing as God defines it, and disinfecting our communities from the effects of evil. These things we cannot do if we are disengaged, or fighting against the culture with every step. For additional content today, I've included a portion of Sky Jatani's new book titled, What If Jesus Was Serious? I've linked you to the book on Amazon in the devotional page. You should definitely check it out. 
Here he writes, If Jesus was serious, then we must not withdraw from our culture. Why is the world so bad? And who is to blame for it? Those questions occupy a lot of our attention, particularly as our society becomes more diverse and more polarized. In different eras, Christians have responded to the depravity of the world in different ways. Sometimes the response is to flee into safe enclaves of holiness, far removed from the decay of society. This is often followed by scapegoating another community or group for society's problems. Jesus' call to be salt and light, however, should temper our draw to either of these responses. Jesus is clear that the entire point of salt and light is to be a positive influence. A light that is covered is useless, he said. The same is true of salt that loses its preservative qualities. We cannot be salt and light if we withdraw from the darkness and decay of the world. Rather than blaming others for the sad state of affairs and withdrawing from secular society, we ought to ask why we are so eager to withdraw in the first place. Is it a way to preserve our self-righteousness? To escape the responsibility for the world's problems? According to Jesus, this is simply not an option. We must not hide our light or keep our salt safely locked away. Rather than blaming non-Christians when things go wrong in society, we ought to start with self-reflection. Where were the Christians? How did we help or hurt the situation? Were we obeying our call to be salt and light? So how about you? How would you describe your current posture towards the culture around you? Would you describe it as a purity from? A retreating to enclaves of holiness? Defensive against? Relevant to or faithful presence within? How have you seen the temptation to achieve the ends of God in your life without the means of God? What about in the big picture of how Christians engage with culture? How have you seen Christian cultures attempt to accomplish the ends of God without using the means of God? Thank you.